suck my pussy from behind. Yeah. What'd you say, Lizzo? Suck my pussy from behind. Ooh. That's what it sounds like. You're going to put me to sleep after we uh, make relations like that. Mm -hmm. uh, Are you so talking to... I'm talking to Lizzo. Oh, right, right. Or And you, since you look like... Uh, I don't know what. Polka, don't know Michael Stipe. I'm going to go. You look like their unicycle coach. Thank you. In your rebrand effort. Thank you. Anybody watching on video, Eric's rocking our girthy RI tank top that he's, his fiance made into a midriff that he's wearing. It's on sweat equity slash sweat equitypod.com slash store. Um, we're throwing up designs on there. Give me money. Guess what's coming next? Fanny packs. What? Yes. We're, hey, we're number one. Woo! We're the number one comedy business podcast in the world. Pragmatic entrepreneurial advice with real raw dog talk. <laughs> listen to us on iTunes, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on it. We're on it, baby. 375 episodes. You still don't know what to say to that part. And, and when we win, I get my gin. And when we when lose, we what? I got my booze. Oh. This episode sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one content management system, drag and drop website builder. You don't need to know code. They just came out with 7.1 version of Squarespace where it is all on, baby. I mean, I'm all up in it and I'm loving it. What does that mean, all? Okay, oh, I'm, I'm all in. I'm just, I'm in it. And she's asking, hey, can you push deeper? And I'm like, what? what? I'm, all, I'm, I'm as deep as I can go. And I'm like, yeah, babe. I'm in it. Uh, I'm going to come. It uh, indexes you on search engines. It, Did you come in? It's got templates. You got plugins now from the third party operators, programmers. Let's get the party started. If you need the link for Squarespace, it'll be in the description of this episode. Howdy, Tony. What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. Sweat, 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 sweat equity. My sweat equity. Mark, how's it going, man? Good. How are you? Doing fantastic. <laughs> we're yeah. we're we we're rolling. We just get right into it, man. Now, uh, we because we're so good at pre-pro pre-production. We let the guests do their plugs at the top of the program. Oh, excellent. Okay, so, I mean, I would say uh, just, I mean, if you're on LinkedIn, Instagram, I'm on there. And then the website is just uh, markomler.com, M-A-R-K-O-M-L-O-R.com. Those are pretty much the main outlets for where you can reach me at. Yeah, if anybody's listening and needs, like, either any basic to intermediate to advanced kind of um, what knowledge drops on all of them. Well, like he, he covers the spectrum that I think I, you're on the spectrum. I, I'm definitely, um, <laughs> uh, but the, <laughs> the thing is um, I, I think I started following you because someone reshared uh, something you posted and I, I like the way you go about talking about branding um, especially on the visual side, uh, not just the messaging side. Now, Eric, um, is going through a rebrand himself. That's this outfit. Yeah. Pick me apart. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I want to switch it up a little bit, you know? What do you think? Gay Walter White. <laughs> 
it's you know there there there's definitely something there definitely you there's know definitely some, something there. some unique expression there absolutely i think i mean uh, so so what we mean it really all depends on you know what you're you're trying to communi- communicate just like any sort of rebrand yeah what are you trying to commu- communicate you know, i don't know <laughs> i guess i just uh had a burst of energy 10 minutes before the podcast and i was like so Jess we, wanted me. This is Jess's shirt, by the way. We have this his, is a girthy ROI. His we didn't wear this one, right? <laughs> Girth, she cropped it. So uh, girthy ROI—that's our slogan for the show, because you know we want negative have, space. Little negative space, so you can wear it in public. That was the idea. Yeah, Ni- Where is it public? Nike font, because no one's going to be like, no one really is going to read that unless they really look at it. You know, right? That was the idea. You know when you get funny shirts, but they say something like super crude on it? Like a, I had a Brett Favre, uh, I had a Green Bay Sucks Brett Favre Swallows on the I back. I remember those. My, mo- my mom threw it away. I think I was 13. <laughs> I put it in the wash and it just never came out. It's my confirmation shirt. The fuckery was I did my own laundry at that point. She went in and got it. Did you pay for it with your own money though? Yeah, 25 bucks at the Bucks game. <laughs> yeah, that was like all the <laughs> cash really I had. a really nice shirt too. Really well made. Uh, my friend Jimmy brings it up like every three years. He's like, "Remember that shirt, dude?" I'm like, "Yeah, that was fucking awesome." I do. It's on the level Still with talk a big about it. a big Johnson shirt. Now you're wearing for people listening on audio, which are most listeners. You've got a half crop top, yes, of our tank top, the girthy ROI, like old school Nike style tank top. You've got yellow frames on with glasses on that. I don't think are prescription. Yeah, they are. Okay, Not sorry. That guy. Sorry. And then you've got I'm blind, trust me. You've got a like Please a believe me. You've got like a bad outdoor furniture hat. <laughs> yes. Like, it's like a wicker I, I didn't almost. Make this. this I did find in the closet. What? Not mine. That can't be comfortable. Or it's so hot. I, I was gonna it, say, doesn't, it doesn't look comfortable. It's it doesn't hot. look comfortable at all. But I'm gonna wear it the whole time. <laughs> oh you know what I'm it, a pro. You know what it reminds me of? A a high lie. Uh cuesta, siesta, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Bottom line, bottom line is you're working to bring the crop tops back, and I respect that. Okay. Yeah, dude, dudes in the 80s used to wear that. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> those were like under under your pads for football. Right? You'd wear that maybe, yeah. but you'd still look super Candy gay without proper. pads on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now you look, look like you have a fake butt with all the pads. You look like one of the PE coaches in Days and Confused. Okay. Yeah, that's, okay. A, that's a big riff. Is that a good one? That's a solid reference for anybody. That loves that movie. All right, I've got... Now you did brand rebrand on the visual side. I got a brand uh, name. I, I invented a drink. It's a white trash drink. Um, Interesting. All right, it's the best white trash drink you'll ever have. You got to put Tito's in. Let's hear. It. Okay, good. Some start, Tito's, good start. right? I'm putting it in. You got to get Canada Dry ginger ale plus lemonade, zero sugars because I'm watching my figure. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. No, what's a lemonade and iced tea? An Arnold Palmer. What's a lemonade? Arnold Palmer. Lemonade, iced tea, and vodka. Oh. A John Daly. Okay. You never heard that? No. Really? No. Um, and then this. It's fun. This is blonde. It's Canadian. So I named it Mayor Rob Ford. Pretty- <laughs> 
pretty bad. <laughs> All right. You know how high I was I and excited that, that I, I came up with that? I forgot about that I guy. know. It just pulled that from like eight years ago. It really is the best way well, the to fact that it, well, the, the fact that it has the Rod Ford name and you came up with it while you're high seems like it was pretty uh, pretty on brand there. So I, I like where you're going with name wise it talk, uh, yeah i talked about eating uh girls pussy all the time on, on camera i guess that was oh, the funniest. that's right he's like i got enough i got enough to eat for the both of us <laughs> <laughs> really all right Mark, talking about pussy we usually don't fat guy <laughs> we usually don't start with uh premeditated bits like this but um you know here we are yeah we haven't been silly. you're welcome we haven't been silly in a while so um <laughs> what uh so you, uh, branding wise, let's let's do this. Let's hear. Let's ask the question. Well, I want to start off with a compliment for us because okay. we we were messaging back and forth, and you said you listened to the one of the episodes where we talked about the creepy LinkedIn DM yes. guys, guys that yes. slide into the DMs mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. Podcast promote. Just uh, you can. Why don't you tell us your thoughts about how great we are? Just real quick. I like I like the kind of the, the the spin you put on it business wise. You know, this is obviously you know not your your conventional business podcast, and I feel like you know in, in a sea where things are very repetitive content wise, you guys are just like to hell with that. We're going to do our own thing, and you own it, and I love it. Well, oh, thank part you. of it's because we're immature. I mean, dick jokes will <laughs> never not be funny. No, anybody who's only getting funnier. I, anybody who says dick jokes, there's people that. Love dick jokes, and then there's a little bit of people that say they, they hate them, but they're lying. Liars. Yeah. Right. Exactly. They're liars. Dicks yeah. are always funny. Farts are always funny. There's a, there's like, a universal truth. And then if you really get in any uh, like golf club locker room or any bar you know, lawyers hang out at or anybody that talks real business, they, they are way, way grimier than what we talk about on here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like it's it's closer to Wolf of Wall Street kind of talk, right? You know? Yeah, I've heard a lot of surprising things. Yeah, a lot of a lot of quaaludes, a lot of cocaine, Whoa. um, a lot of hooker talk, and you're like, wow, I I was just trying to make a dick joke, you know? I had a a mutual friend I saw this weekend. He had a a, a black hat. It just said cocaine on it in white, all wow. caps, serif font. Wow. What do you think about that, Brandon? Like that's awesome. Either that you're a narc, I want one the worst narc ever. Barbiturates. <laughs> yeah. Um, o- so open container was another fun one. Mark, you're in the Tampa Bay area, right? Yes, I am. And you moved here from where? I was fr- originally from Columbus, Ohio. So I was from the default city of the default state of the default region. So I decided after Damn. 24 years to. Get the hell out of there and move someone more my taste. To the second most defaultiest. Yeah, we get all the rejects from Ohio and Florida. We get all the uncles that <laughs> get strewn out on pills and shit. Not you though. Not not. No, you. you're cool. Not you. You're a cool one. Oh yeah, no, I, I moved there. I moved there four years ago before all the the New Yorkers and New Jerseyans caught on. So I was kind of ahead of that curve. Well, um, yeah, I saw I saw what I call a gratitude post that you posted about moving here four years ago. Uh, and how it's been a game changer for you. Um, you know, you're, it's weird. You're within the area. Cause usually all our guests have been kind of everywhere lately. Yeah. Um, let's do, let's go reverse style on, uh, the way we ask the question. We're going to, we're going to ask the question we asked last 
right now, what advice would you give your 13-year-old self? 31-year-old self. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, advice to my 13-year-old self, I would say just genuinely believe in yourself. I think that would be because, you know, you, you can have all these big ideas and just keep them in your head forever, or you can commit to them and, and look yourself in the eye and say, you know what? We can make this happen if we stay persistent and we don't just, you know, bend and break when things get hard. Just stay the course and you'll never know what great places you'll end up. Did you grow up without a lot of confidence in yourself? Um, it was, it was definitely self-taught. And, you know, I wasn't, you know, what is that? I wasn't the most... It was, I mean, it was something that I had to sort of build into, you know, whether I, you know, had this, you know, this greater perception of myself, but, you know, I was kind of had this, you know, scrawny, dorky frame or whatever. And, you know, what I was, you know, you know, perpetuating or believing myself, you know, wasn't really resonating with people. So I really just had to build into it. You know, I had to, you know, just kind of become, you know, the, the persona I was today, whether it was, you know, getting better as a designer, getting more you know, active in the gym, putting myself in situations where, you know, I would otherwise be awkward and uncomfortable and just learning and growing through lived experience. And, and, you know, it's, I didn't want to wait around for someone to, you know, take my hand and, and put me into these you know situations where I would grow and become a better person. I had to do that for myself. I had to make myself a little bit uncomfortable to discover something greater in within myself. Yeah, there's got to be that objectivity. At least for, that's how I've always been. It's like the confidence comes from just knowing that what good looks like, and then do it like that. Right, right. and that's all spread out through your whole life. That's kind of you know, and mm-hmm. if, you know, be humble about it. If you don't know what you're doing, it's fine. Were you kind of an introverted, uh, nerdyish guy growing up? and didn't really gain oh. weight. You look pretty big. Uh, I'm guessing, but you could have right now. Yeah. Are you doing squats? Are you talking to us? Yeah, I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually in between sets. And now, now that you mention it, uh, it was actually, it's, it's funny to say that in high school, the only sports I did was I ran track and I ran cross country. Um, that's what I would that's, graduation that's high school. Guess, yeah, that, cross country is not a real sport. Uh, I've been talking, oh, no, oh, I don't think it's, I believe I've been talking about it on stage. <laughs> It's, wow, really? It is, yeah, it's the only it sport is. for like when you got like these skinny kids with nothing else to do after school. So you're just like, go run. Yeah, you just, just go you run. Put on in these the tiny woods. shorts. Let's go. Yeah. Looking looking yeah. back, that is a hundred percent accurate. Like seriously, I came out of high school about buck thirty, soaking wet. Everything, Damn. everything oh, that man. you know, everything that I am build wise started in college and just you know built from there. But yeah, I would say definitely started out introverted for sure you know i w- was not really a uh, a social self-starter but you know through college and life after college i you know like i said i just put myself into these situations where it's like you know it may not be comfortable at first it may not be what you know you you think you can handle but you're going to realize that you know it, it's not as terrible as as you think it is and and you're going to become accustomed to these otherwise uncomfortable situations and ultimately enjoy them. And, and that's kind of what pushed me more over to the, to the extroverted side that I enjoy today. Yeah. You're, you're eloquent writer. When you, I see all these posts about 
you know, your industry, uh, branding. Um, and it's that thing of like, I think it's always good to be that nerd, you know, that grew out of that, that you, you know, when you were talking about kind of growing up and getting older and getting physically bigger as well, getting, gaining confidence, it sounded like you made yourself earn it. Right. Yeah. I think it's a, I like to, I like to sort of incorporate that journey into how I speak about the work I do. Cause it's a, for every business that goes through, whether it's a refresh or a rebrand, it's almost, it's a, it's a self-development, self-improvement process. You're, you're looking, you, you as the, you know, the owners and operators of the company are looking within and trying to, you know, you're asking yourself, you know, what do we want to be known for and what do we want to be remembered for and how do we communicate that visually? And if we're not doing that currently and if we're not, you know, attracting the people we want to attract, well, guess what? We have work to do. We have changes to make. And the sooner we own up to that, the sooner we can enjoy life as a, a brand and as a company that communicates exactly what it wants to communicate with clarity and with confidence. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, you hate to be like, oh, you protect your own brand. But, you know, you life rebranded yourself after cross country. I mean, by the way, hold on real quick. Cross country, whoever invented that, it's, there's something shady going on there. Like some parent that didn't want to watch their kid or something. It's like, yeah. It's like they do after school. It's like micro, it's like micro days. Cross country is just, is just micro dosing marathons. It's a, it's a gateway, right? It's a gateway drug. Look out, look out parents. And then like they yeah, can, marathons are too long. It's brutal. They could talk while jogging, which I've never been able to do in my life. Cause right. I'm, you're I'm like sprinter. friends with the people you're competing with. Like, but they could just have a carry, a carry conversation, just jog a, a, a light five miles. And I'm like, that would fucking kill me. I wouldn't be able to talk. I'd be like, well, <laughs> they're done in like 18 minutes. Yeah, I know. That's the that, weird thing. You're like, what? You're done. And the Three play, miles, huh? The one, the the teams I had at uh, my all Catholic high school, all boys high school, was like they were playing grab ass and stuff, and like oh, I bet they were. Like, <laughs> well, the priests weren't out there, um, but it was one of those things. Like, it's just like are, this is even. You guys are always good. They might as well be away from something. That's they, for sure. They might as well be skipping on lily pads. You know, like they're not really doing much. Uh, this is when it's so easy for them to run. It was just like I want to see you red. In the face, I know about to puke Run every time. I want to see you pissed down Take your, your leg. Off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now your your post uh, it's reminiscent of kind of how we talk on the show. A little tongue in cheek, a little like this is how it is, uh, uh, in a in a little bit of like infotainment. Like you're trying to educate right. people about branding, and you've been do the one thing you've got over us is you consistently put it out there. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. in, in that kind of form on, on social media. But, um, and I think that's part of your brand, right? A lot. Here's, here's the thing. I, I kind of grafted a personality around you from your posts. Oh, here we go. Is you're not flaky like other, uh, branding and design people. Oh, absolutely. Cause I mean, it's, I don't hide behind a, like, I don't have a, like an agency name or any other, you know, pseudonym, it's, it's all me, you know, it's me, it's my reputation that I'm putting out there. And I want to embrace life as a, as more of a, of a more, of a more public figure. You know, I want to have that reputation of being this, this, you know, pragmatic designer who's, who speaks in that, you know, infotainment 
you know, style. And, and I want to, I want to have that recognition. And so I, you know, if I were to be sort of flaky or sort of, you know, be inconsistent, that would only, that only speak poorly to me. And as someone who's trying to build an audience and, and build momentum with my business, you know, the only, the only sensible option is to, to show up every day in some capacity or another and, and continue to put my knowledge out there. Yeah. I, I think the knowledge gap, um, you know, for just really anything that leans towards digital, I know branding is online and offline. Um, but I think the knowledge gap between kind of low tech people and, you know, where we're at right now, it's a huge gap that you're always going to have to be educating to, mm-hmm. or you're going to like, it's going to be harder and harder when you bring on there someone. There be robots to educate them. Yeah. Or do it for them. I mean, shit, that Jasper AI I, shit. I feel like it's going to just, eventually they're all going to hold out long enough and it's going to do it for them. And they're like, see, Dude, didn't need to learn it. Told ja- you. Jasper Idiot. AI is writing our book for us. <laughs> Good. Finally, <laughs> Jasper, lazy asshole, <laughs> wrote that book. That thing writes content pretty goddamn well. I know. <laughs> Um, but, uh, what my thing with, um, why do you think branding is so undervalued? Now your pricing on your site, I think I saw for an hour of consulting, it's $250 an hour, which if anybody's listening out there that needs this help, but can't afford it, you should just coach them up on how to manage like someone on 99 designs or Fiverr or, uh, manage expectations of getting, like getting the rebrand done on the cheap. If if I could pitch the that lower tier people that can't afford your your package services that I think started right. like three grand, um, pull that up. But why don't you think? Why do you think it's so undervalued? I feel like I always talk about marketing, and you might get in the marketing bucket for a lot of people. Marketing mm-hmm. on the P and L on your income statement, it's the first thing to get cut. It's the first department to get cut, uh, and I always say it's a percentage. In that income statement, in that PL, it's not a flat line, it's not a budget cut. When things get tough, you really need that marketing department. Right. Just dealing with it today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You want to talk about nope. it? Nope. Okay. Can't, Can't do really it yet. Do that. Gag saying, order. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> well, you'll say it months later from now. No, don't say well, that. I would say, I would say the biggest thing, like, like, like what you were talking about, when, when, times are tough and and you feel tempted to make those cuts marketing wise is when you need it the most it's like you need to you need to not compromise on any opportunity to to keep your your message out there and, and keep your presence out there and, and one thing that helps tie the marketing efforts together is the branding efforts is because when you have that message that's presented consistently and and displayed you know visually in a consistent manner that's what helps you to continue to resonate, you know, whether, you know, business is going great or business is going bad, you know, it, it shows, it shows to your audience that, you know, we don't, we don't crack under pressure. We don't kind of wilt under hard times and, and people want that. That's a, that's a leadership aspect. When you say, you know, showing our customers and our clients or our shareholders that, we are going to be resilient through tough times to continue to put our message out no matter what. That's what people admire. Like, you know, 
no matter what sort of, you know, personality your brand embodies, if you're willing to continue to keep putting your message out there, unwavering, you know, un, you know, unfazed by whatever's going on, there's a respect there. And when there's that respect and admiration, people are going to be more drawn to your message and more drawn to your brand and ultimately will want to do business with you. You know, people don't, you know, like what, where's the respect in a brand where you know, the second times get hard, you're like, Oh, that's it. I give up. We're not going to, we're going to slash our marketing budget. We're going to make sure fewer people hear about us and few people remember us. And somehow that's going to improve our business. There, right. there's they just, just don't want to work there's, at it. There's, there, there's, there's no, there's no congruence there. There's no congruence there. And you're, you're logic. Your, they think it's scarcity when times get tough. They think this stuff's fluff, right? Right. Well, they just, I mean, they, I could understand a hardcore uh, re-examining of the marketing strategies and campaigns. Sure. Spend some time yeah. doing it, though. But, like, just be like, no, we're just going to pull money from it. And, good and, luck. And Mark's one of the few uh, really good designers that also talks about the messaging side, which I, I actually feel is more important than any visual. Look, your brand, it matters. Is it everything? Can you get away with being successful with a bad brand? Sure. Could you spend time and effort? If it's like to, really old to figure out and they didn't who know you better are, and they're a hundred-year-old company that's right. worth a billion dollars. Like, yeah, they're classic brand. We used to say like, yeah, I guess you got to. You, for most small businesses, startups, you're doing the side hustle. I always tell everybody. We used to say this a lot in the office. Was like, you need to go <sighs> do shrooms and go camping. Go do shrooms. Who are you? What do you do? Why are you better? What are you providing with value? Those kind of Where things. Where am I? You know, How did I get here? Why are the walls melting? They're making kaleidoscope <laughs> colors. But really, like when you start out, for a lot of people, and we kind of speak to a lot of those side hustle or people that want to start their own business to our audience, really, is like you are the brand. Now, you need to separate yourself and make it scalable, and you need to just have some basics. Have a logo that doesn't look like fucking Windows 95. Right. Like, you don't need a shield. It needs to be flat. So many shields. Well, what if I take the letters and put a shield behind it? <laughs> the metaphor yeah. I always have, though, it is your logo is your shield. Mark talks about it being your flag. And you're talking about it more in a legacy kind of way. I think about mm-hmm. it more of like, this represents you outside of you. You know, I'm wearing a TB Tampa Bay uh, Rays hat. I would never get the Devil Ray hat. Because Why not? Now it's cool because it's retro and the oh, yeah, the flip flop real quick. There, the fits look cool. I, I thought no, it was no, no. Cool. But now you classic, want the classic baseball logos. We we bro. needed to fit in. We needed to fit in to the rest of the league. We look like jabronis right. with the diamondbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that new rate. I was like, what? Where's the rest of it? Once we got the TB, that's simple, very minimalistic baseball yeah. style. I was all in. I'll buy every color hat I can. Yeah, oh, like nineties were kind of a nineties were kind of a rough time to enter any sports league. Yeah, granted, you look back now and there's a there's like a novelty to it and a nostalgic element. But like being one of those new up and coming leagues, and it was just like the design trends were so wild back then that we needed we needed to kind of correct course with that with that more dignified look. That what was it like two thousand six two thousand seven where they finally made to switch to the TB. Well, it's like yeah, when you it, get, fr- it, you have to get frustrated with clients that just try to add more shit on mm-hmm. there. And you're like, no, 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 this is a diamond. A shield maybe. Right? This is, a, yeah. 
I've got a little Zelda pixel shield. Some yellow glasses and a shield. A tunic and a shield and a sword. Um, But it's that thing of like, logos, I I like doing logo concepting because it's a puzzle. It's, they're really, they're really difficult. And then if if nothing shows up, it's just like, eh. Yeah, but what I realized later after we've done like 200 brands, rebrands on our side is like you can still use that for icons. You can still use that for other imagery. You can still use the the brand names that didn't work out, that didn't make it as the actual uh, official name. You can use that in the copy or, you know, throughout copy on the website or in your, you know, your brand messaging. Uh uh, what I didn't realize, like I would just toss every bad concept, the concepts that didn't get choose, just toss them out. And it was like, oh shit, you can actually repurpose some of this stuff. And if you mm-hmm. want to get rid of someone, really, that's not going to be a good client. You just show them those as logo concepts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, well, I'm just saying like uh, creativity, you feel like it's sunk cost if it's not picked, if oh. it doesn't work, right? But you might yeah, be able to reuse it. Poor mindset. I have like jokes that don't work out just talking about that subject. But if I tuck it into this topic, Mind it'll work. Yeah. Yep. Like no, shaving, like shaving my pubes over the toilet. I've been doing it. <laughs> I've been doing it reverse cowboy my whole life, like AC Slater. And I, I realized right before the vasectomy, I can just sit on the toilet normally and do it. Hmm. Yeah. And then it fits right in with the story. Yeah, you're a genius. Yeah, except I went too fast and it was like getting a carpet stuck in a vacuum on my balls. Stuck in a vacuum. (laughs) Oof, dude. Yeah, I cut myself bad. Is that an Adam Carolla joke? No, that's... No, that's real life. That's my noggin. That's what happened. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for remembering. Um, uh, Mark, what do you feel about... uh, We we had Tomer Hen on recently. He has a... uh, A supplement that is is called Seize. S-I-I-Z. And it's about optimizing your creativity. How do you get to the? How do you get to your creative zone? Like smoke weed. Um, really, it, it, it's it's usually like early in the it's early in the morning for me. Usually, you know, back in college, you know, naturally it was like you know, really you know, late at night, bunch of caffeine system, blah blah. blah. It's like, but I you know, I I grew out of that, and 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 it kind of like you know, reverse course to the point where it's like. Cocaine. First thing in the morning, those first like four or so hours in the morning, that's like oh, that's like sugar. peak creativity. You know, get some, get a little bit of caffeine in your system, some some music that doesn't you know that isn't too distracting, and you just go after it. That's kind of the, the basic overview of how I get into the the, the creative state and just having clear cut intentions of you know what general direction are you to go for. Naturally, there's going to be some deviations you know sketching here and there trying to you know come up with what that final solution is but just having some light boundaries for yourself and and some a little bit of direction along with you know that the 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 stimulus aspect whether it's you know caffeine music whatever it all it all plays a part in in at least my creative process what time you wake up uh, usually around six a.m. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm part of the six a.m. gang. Got up at four this morning. Yeah, me Just, too. You got my wordle and cordle right away. Oh, you blew my mind with the octurdle. Yeah, I heard about that. What the hell like, is your check, problem? I heard about it on Legion of Skanks. I was like, I got to check well, this guess out. What's next? 
Septuplehedron. What's that? Turtle. <laughs> They're not even using the word word. Yeah. They're just past that. They're just making, turning them into turtles. Well, oh, I'm going to tie this in. Like design, all design is iterative. Nothing really is new. You're fucking iterative. Bam. Right. Fucking nailed that shit. Uh, there's nothing you're really going to create that's 100% unique. Eric's a good designer and a good artist. Uh, I, I see these things as puzzles more in my head. Like it's, it's more kind of mathy. Uh, um, like, uh, like logos are like, just keep it minimalistic. Get Write that down of, for the next t-shirt. <laughs> get, get it, get it the point across. And the worst thing for a logo or a brand is to be confusing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you, you need it. People always say that, you know, they, they try to frame this as an insult when they say, Oh, you know, I could, I could draw that logo on a napkin. And I, I always say, great. So do it. You That's what recall, you want. You can, you can, you can recall it. The, that, that brand is so top of mind that you can just, you know, recall it that easily. How is that? A, how is that a bad thing? Now you're thinking about that company as opposed to any other company in the industry. Like, how is that? How is that an insult? Little, little kids will write it on their notebooks. I remember like kids would put like Adidas and Nike and Puma. Or trying to draw like, that perfect yeah. Nike check symbol. Mm-hmm. Impossible. I would write Big Johnson cartoons. Impossible. Um, uh, no fear, dude. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That was your favorite. Did you ever have. And ones. And one. Stupid sayings. Well, and one was cool, at least. Oh. Well, yeah, because it was black dudes. <laughs> oh. Was it though? Skip to my Lou, dude. I don't remember that. My N one name is Hot. Are you talking about the like mixtapes? Yeah, N one mixtapes. I'm not talking about the shirts. I was talking about the people who wore the shirts. Uh, yeah. What is it? A lot of white guys. Life is basketball. The rest are just details. <laughs> wow. I just, right. I really pulled that out. <laughs> there were some really stupid ones. Uh, Massimo was dope. Um, <laughs> what else? What we're just going to talk about a lot of '90s brands that uh, Mark wasn't around for. Right. I was at the I was at the tail end of these. I like the, I remember the names, but I was like too young to really like appreciate them. But all these names are ringing bells. For sure. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. Classic. I'm st- I'm still uh, just slaving over trying to get us rebranded to an early '90s neon kind of theme. Mm-hmm. Not realizing it's like the hip thing kids are really into now. Hence, like the Devil Ray jersey. Right. Like kids are wearing that because it's got all the neons because it's kind of ugly. You know, like. It's made all these Zuba pants are making their comeback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Those, you know, ugly is cool. See some asshole dressed like me. I still rock Umbros. Nobody likes that. Or Kappa. Um, all right. Well, sambas. You know, uh, Sambas are dope, dude. Every, That's a good one. I was a Lanzara guy. Um, <laughs> anything you want to leave us with? Uh, I think the last thing I had for you was really like you kind of talk about your brand is your legacy. Uh, and mm. I don't know if that's something that's – I noticed that in a few of your posts lately, right? You're kind of talking about this is the thing you might be remembered by. That just hit me hard. Right. You know, we're, we got gray pubes. So I, I, we're starting – I almost died on Saturday driving on, on, on the bridge from Tampa to St. Pete. That tire popped that I send you. I uh-huh. see the picture. Oh, that was on the bridge? On the top Holy of the bridge. Shit, dude. I'm in the left lane. Fast lane. All, I'm going 70. <laughs> Oh, and I'm such a psycho. I get calmer in emergency situations. I get all the way. Brag your way. No, I mean, it's just, no, it's psychotic. It's It's American psycho, dude. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. That's, I think that's why I think psychos are cool then. (laughs) Thanks. Um, you ever heard of Whitney Houston? Uh, but it's that thing of like, 
I went all the way five lanes over to the emergency lane, didn't even make anybody move their course. And I was like, then, but then it hit me like the last couple of days. Like it didn't hit me until like hours later that night. Oh man. I was like, oh, I could have really fucking died because of God, fuck you, TireRack.com. They just called me and they're like, we're not going to take that warranty. For the old tires, one of them popped like that, remember? Yeah. Look like shredded fucking cheese on a goddamn taco. Well, go to a different place, dude. Well, no. Well, they're, they're like, no. They, no, the customer service in email was like, if you buy new tires, you got to buy them so you can get from the, where? The, What's the, it called? TireRack.com. Fuck you. Is that a good one? The lady <laughs> called me today. And I was like, your guy told me to buy tires so that I can get paid for the shitty tires that popped. I've had two pop huh. fucking on the rim trying to drive like Grand Theft They're Auto. BlastTireRack.com. God damn, dude. It, I'll show you the tire, dude. It's in my car still. I have to keep it. Anyway, we, got it. we got time. I'm going to bitch about I'm going to record. Uh, they're going to call me back tomorrow. I'm going to record it because I was Tell like, them right now. Just do it right now. I'll no, no, no. At the I'm, end. I'm dumb fun, dumbfounded. Yeah, they, that's good. This is good. She tell was us, like, tell well, us more. She's like, yeah, well, the tread isn't really as low as it's supposed to be. It's Did you get her name? No. She's going to call back today or tomorrow. Call her right now. No, I'm going to record tomorrow. Okay. Caught me off guard. I thought it was the customer service guy I've been talking to. Anyway. Mark, any advice uh, about legacy, your brand, like how to sue tire companies? <laughs> look, Tyrek has, tire has a pretty shitty brand, and they're ruining it by their brand messaging via their customer service. We'll never shop on that sh- store again online. Fuck you, unless uh, <laughs> you know you hit our ad salespeople up. I, mean, and I then, would never buy tires online. Though. Well, I would just I would just say that you know any action that your company makes, including you know apathetic ones like you know Tyrek did, it's all reflecting reflection on your brand and whether or not that's really supporting your values and your messaging. So you have to be mindful of that whether that's you know in a in a certain ad campaign or a way you treat your customers. It's like you have to be mindful of this because because these are the kind of things that compromise your your brand equity, which is basically the the summation of you know perceptions and opinions that shape your brand's value, and when you do not you know live up to what you're talking about, that's going to compromise your equity, and people are going to perceive you as this kind of shifty, unreliable brand, which no one wants to be remembered for that. Well, let's- I want to find the sh- like the gnarliest published company values that we can find because they're all the same mostly, but there's one out there that's awesome. Company values, yeah, like, that like, like they core put values, it, right? They put it in their business plan. Oh, it's got to be like OnlyFans or something. Maybe we got to find it. <laughs> or like fle- flashlights, core values. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, dishwasher safe. Right. What's your mission? In and out. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't tell your wife. Um, thanks for coming on, man. We'll have uh, we'll have you back on. I have a bunch of other questions. I want to hear about showing fewer yeah, concepts, more, more outfits. We're, we're gonna we're gonna both rebrand by the time you come on again. Um, what's it called? We'll have you on by before the uh, year ends. Thanks for coming on, bud. I would love to come on again. Absolutely, man. Yeah, keep doing your uh, your shoulder presses, bro. Oh, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Hit that kratom. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs>